On this episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast, we are back after a Labor Day weekend. After a Badger game, we learn looking at the good, the great, the bad, the ugly of Wisconsin's opening game. We also cover other college football games around uh, around the campuses and touch on the teams from a full week one. Not week zero, Marlo. We're in week one yes. of college football. and then we It's back. At, it's back. Then we look at, at next weekend's uh, college football slate, including Wisconsin's game hosting Central Michigan. Also, NFL is back. Uh, not before this week, but we have some couple NFL transactions, as well as a preview of the big season opener, Bears-Packers Thursday night. Spoiler alert, Casey might be scared. Yeah, gonna be gonna be a little bit nervous. Gonna be a nervous week. And then finally, uh, we wrap up this episode, as always, with uh, the corner kick segment where I ramble on about soccer and Marlo mostly listens. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the One Third Two Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey, coming at you after a Labor Day weekend. Casey, how are we doing? Yeah, doing all right, Marlo. Uh, how was your Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend was uh, more festive than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did a couple of things. Went to the Taste of Madison. Ooh. That was that was uh, interesting. They had uh, they set up a I don't know what it was a mini Lambo, okay, uh, a little experience I saw it from afar. Don't worry, I didn't go in. Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> jumping, doing Lambo leaps. Yeah, things like that. Uh, that uh, went to a pool party because it was nice today. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was good. It was uh, fulfilled fulfilled of of Labor Day weekend activities. Yeah. Well, How about yourself? The, I took the more uh, historical approach. It did a lot of nothing. I uh, oh. injured my ankle playing old man soccer on oh no on Thursday. So oh, I've been I've been resting and icing and doing all of that too. Yeah. Uh, you know. How was the team to... spirits? Well, it was tough. We played uh, what I would consider the worst team in the league, um, and we were played a man down the whole game, mm. and I hurt myself halfway through the game. <laughs> So we were like a man and a half down uh, on a, on a seven-player field. So uh, it's pretty noticeable and uh, did not beat the last-place team. So that's rough. Um, well, but spent the rest of the weekend. To put it into context, Marlo, I haven't put contacts in since Friday. So that's got the, it. the level Damn. of kind of relaxation and, and yeah. hanging out that I do. Uh, but I was looking forward to the first weekend of football and obviously uh, college yeah. football. And obviously that happened you know, Thursday night, Friday night for our Badgers. Uh, and some other games on Friday and Saturday. But, man, it really left me wanting on, on Sunday and, again, on Monday. It's not, a yes. great, it's not a great sports weekend, and I feel like it should be. I feel like, I don't know if it's college football or somebody needs to own this weekend. It's too early in baseball for us to care about baseball games. Yep. We're still in dog days. Yep. Um, college football starts, but, like, could you do there? There are not enough good games to do a whole spread of games like on today, and it just feels like there's no like there's not even a golf tournament to care about. Like yeah. on Father's Day, at least you have like the <laughs> PGA tournament or something. Like there's yeah. some something happening, but on Labor Day, this 
not even like, I don't even think there's a NASCAR race for goodness sake. Yeah. Not that I would watch if there was, but I mean maybe. Be, at least we could talk about it. Yeah, it would be something to have on the TV on Labor Day and there just uh, really wasn't anything. So it's a, I guess I'm just coming at it, Marlo. A little bit of a disappointment from a sports fan uh, uh, of the holiday weekends. It's probably the worst. Yeah, I you know what I agree with you because I think especially with the with like having them start the college football early Thursday. Our game was Friday, yeah. and then you got the full slate Saturday, and, and then it's like oh we have one game Sunday, one day tonight yeah. or Monday. It's like why can't they just sprinkle it out a little more? Yeah, there was like For a million. Sure. I mean, even even I don't even you know, like you say like high profile games. I don't even care. If you just sprinkle, like, if I had some games to watch a little more, uh, even if it was, like, four games, it was, like, throughout the day on Saturday and, I mean, not on Saturday, on Sunday and today, that's better. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I feel you. I, mean, I feel you on that, that. Push that, uh, you know, BYU-Utah game yeah. to middle of the day Sunday. Push the USC game that I stayed up until that guy tore his ACL oh. from, like, middle of the night on Saturday to early Monday, like middle of the day Monday. I don't, it should be spread out more. They, I don't know. NCA get on this. Somebody get on this. Cause yeah. there needs to be more sports. In my league. God, we should run sports. We should run sports. That, well, it would, it, I mean, it probably wouldn't be worse. It could be worse, but, <laughs> um, but that said, there was a lot of sports to watch Marlo. And let's yes. start with, uh, the football's football. back, football's back, Badger football's back. Uh, the, uh, university of Wisconsin football Badgers stomped Southern Florida 49 to zero. Um, and I think we're going to go through this, try out a thing, Marlo here. Yeah. Let's try out a new, let's try out a new thing, a new thing. Uh, yeah. we're going to go through the good, the great, the bad and the ugly yeah. of, uh, a 49 to zero game. So I think, <laughs> I think the bad and the ugly might have to be a little creative uh, okay. on our first one. And gotcha. I fear, you know, so we joke about that now, Marlo, and I yeah. honestly fear a game when the good and the great we're going to struggle with, <laughs> and we're going to have like a laundry list of bad and ugly things. So uh, <laughs> let's enjoy it while we can, right? The uh, right. 49, 49-0. Uh, I don't, just get I did not see this coming. No. Okay. Uh, let's. Yeah. I'll start with this. Just a, a quick overview. Yeah. I don't want to. Not not to steal from the good, the great, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Segment. Right. Not to steal from overview. it. Overview. I went into this kind of nervous. Not gonna lie. I will not lie to For you. Sure. I was kind of nervous that this might be a game. I snuck into some other Southern Florida uh, beat writers who were saying they had a chance. They wouldn't be surprised. It should be a good game. And I had no idea to expect. And the overall thing was, it was a pretty much stress-free game, yep. pretty much stress-free. And um, yeah, so I got to like I think I was texting my brother or something around the third quarter. I was like, why was I ever worried about this? <laughs> why was why did I ever feel bad about this game? Yeah, no, it, I think we went in about uh, thirteen point favorites, something like that. And and it went I, down before kickoff. It was like a ten and a half. Yeah, I I forgot how ner I it's been so long. I forgot how nervous just like I get before Badger games. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm checking the clock constantly. I'm like pacing. I'm like, when is this game start? And then it was rain delayed, and I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! I'm like <laughs> finally ready for this thing to start, and then I have another hour to worry before it starts. Uh, but then, like you said, once the game started, I didn't have anything to worry about. Uh, and I was I was totally shocked. I thought we like at best would cover like a ten win by ten points, something like that. I never in my uh, wildest dreams would have thought we would have the thumping uh, that we that we did. Uh, so with that said, Marlo, let's start with the good. The good. Uh, and uh, let's go. Uh, you go first. This was your okay. 
You're ready. Yeah. So good. I, I, here's here's my good because it was a big surprise to me. Cephas, he played. Oh yeah. He played. He I did not think he'd be in the game. He just was reinstated last he, beginning of prep week, right. and he played. And uh, it might be a little it might be a little foreshadowing to my ugly, but he looked pretty good. He yep. had chances. Um, yeah, and it was. I think you got in early. Tell him what. Welcome back, Cephas. Yep. Uh, was it was a good. I don't know if it was a text or tweet, but either or. Um, yeah, that's my good. Is Cephas was back, and he looks like he can legit, like he's legitimately okay to be out there and contribute to the team right away. Yeah. Well, I'm a little worried we're gonna have a, a similar ugly, but uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> it was good to see him back out there. Uh, from from a football standpoint, he finished the game three uh, three receptions, 39 yards, and the the tweet I sent out was the first third and seven. Uh, he ran a little curl route, or maybe it was an in route. Either way, uh, picked up the first down, and it just was great to see somebody who could run a good route get open in a in an important. I mean, obviously. I guess it was probably the most important play of the game because once we were up 7-0, we never looked back. But yep. it was, uh, I was like, okay, third and seven. Let's see how Cone does. Let's see what the offense does on a third and middle, third and long. And uh, he ran a great route and uh, Cone put it right on him uh, to to pick up that first down. And it felt like in that drive, an important play, um, a, a pivotal play. And I we never really needed a different pivotal play. So it was definitely good to see him back out there. So my good Marlo, uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, just in general Badgers defense. Um, yep, if you want to yep, pick a yep. specific guy, I'm going to go with, uh, bond on, uh, the line backer who got most of the pressure, Zach bond. Uh, he had oh, tallied only one sack uh, and one tackle for a loss, but I felt like he was a menace the whole game. Uh, the Badgers finished with four sacks, uh, three takeaways, and they just seemed to find a way to create pressure, and I think that's yep. what the defense was missing last year uh, was that pressure. Uh, and obviously, preserving the shutout is, uh, of course, uh, a good thing um, and, and speaks to how good the defense did. But I thought it was the pressure up front and the ability for the defense to identify ways to attack the offense. The uh, left tackle was having a nightmare against Bond in the first couple drives, and then they started giving him help, and they switched him to the other side, and they found ways to kind of continually create pressure throughout the game. Uh, so my good was, yeah. in general, the Badgers' defense, but more specifically the pass rush. Yeah, and uh, I think it was not only, like you said, the players, but the scheme as well. Uh, not to poo-poo on the grade, their work. Uh, in the first quarter, so that's first half, there was a couple instances where South Florida could have had some big plays, and they were, it was not... The defense that broke it up lets them them shooting themselves in the foot. But sure. with that said, um, there was a lot more justice in the second or after that in the second half, second quarter, second half, where those those opportunities were not there, and uh, defense creating opportunities, getting a you know a defensive touchdown on top of that uh, was was awesome to see. Brings backs of shades of 2017. I know it's South Florida, but it was yeah. very good to see, and it was also with the defense. Good to see that they preserved the shutout. That was that was great too. Yeah, uh, it was interesting listening to the broadcast, and they kept bringing up you know these missed opportunities. It was like two drop passes. Like, yeah, and granted, it's the first two drives, so you can kind of say it'd be a different game. But the game was like thirty five zero, like forty two zero at the point the announcers are saying this. It's like that yeah. wouldn't have it would have given them a first down. It wouldn't. They weren't touchdowns. The chances they missed. <laughs> they were first downs. The chances they missed. Yeah. Uh, without a chance to to go more. So I was kind of like, I know that they they have to kind of like sell the game still and try and keep people interested but it's like pump the brakes on how important those would have been uh yeah. they would have been important and could have 
I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game, but it would have made it closer, or at least the perception might have been different. But um, yeah, some early chances did go begging for for South Florida. Yep. Uh, all right, to all the right. onto the great Marlow. Uh, onto the great. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because I don't want oh, you to steal it. Dang it. Um, and I'm gonna go with the man, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Just so surprised. Joke. I know you can't. Uh, do you, is that your great? Oh yeah, that's we'll my great. We'll share in the Jonathan Taylor greatness. Right. Heisman Heisman Trophy winner Jonathan Taylor. Heisman, yeah. Uh, I know Jalen Hurts kind of messed that up, but nah, hey, Jalen Hurts isn't gonna win. Come on. Uh, <laughs> The Heisman candidacy could not have got off to a better start. Um, 16, I guess I'll read off some stats here for you, Marlo. He finished with 16 carries for 135 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, two receptions for 48 yards, and two touchdowns in the air. Um, two touchdowns for the air. His first two touchdown, two receiving touchdowns. Yep, one on, one on a screen pass, uh, which was great. He just ran through some defenders and, the, and then beat a guy to the sideline and off. I think the most impressive thing, though, was the touchdown before half, his second receiving mm-hmm. touchdown. He lined up as a wide receiver, uh, coned through to him on about, what was it, the four-yard line, three-yard line. He yep. made a move and got to the end zone, so it showed his kind yeah. of like running back ability to get to the end zone, but the ability to spread out wide and uh, be a receiver is something we have never seen before, and if he incorporates this sort of diversity into his game i mean sky's the limit for what jonathan taylor in this offense can do yeah agreed i think uh it's back yeah going back to like the nervousness uh, but seeing you know obviously taylor getting that first touchdown i think it was a 35 yard run touchdown the old taylor that no yeah. one loved was like okay yeah. we're good patient, we're back patient 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 cut touchdown exactly oh yeah amazing then but the seem like catch the ball run out the backfield do his thing and that not only that he was I think it's more that they're able to scheme for that than he's actually doing it right if you know what I'm saying that we uh Chris has the confidence to make that scheme where we're going to be able to line him out as line him out as right receiver pull him out of the backfield where you know uh to to get him into space and and really become a uh, a complete offensive weapon it's very good to see and yeah having whoo Four touchdowns, first game. Love to see it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely. I, I, I think I spoke to it a little bit, and you added on there just the versatility that it gives the offense. Uh, I think can be such an advantage when we get in the Big Ten season. Um, that we're not, not that you know it's predictable, but when you have a running back, he can only do so many things out of the backfield, right? If he's not catching balls, he can only run so many directions, and you can kind of scheme for that. But these other ways you can line him up, the other ways you can create matchups for him, get him in space. Uh, it'll be exciting to see what they can do uh, in the future with that, uh, with the confidence uh, there. All right, uh, all right. Uh, under the bed, Marlo. Right. What bad did you find in this game? <laughs> under the bed. Side uh, note: bad. I freaking hate theoretic on the call. I don't, and I also don't understand. Also goes, I don't understand. I feel like Wisconsin gets like the worst announcers. We get, I mean, I feel like we get like the worst announcers, even when it's a, it was a primetime game. It's like, I didn't even know theoretic was in the booth. And then oh, he yeah. came in the game and it's just, it just sucked. Like his evaluation of players are not great. They're terrible. There's a reason he's still there. Um, and it's just, I just, that's my, that's, that's a side note bad. On the field, on the okay. field. <laughs> uh, side note, good. Okay, that was, that was part part of the game. Well, I, that was I part didn't of that. Realize I could do announcers. I'm just gonna. Do, I would just do announcers every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's part of the game. It's part of the experience. Okay. Right. Part of the game. I'll keep, I'll keep that in mind. 
Ugly every time is going to be officials. Just heads up. Ugly is always officials. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, total, total fan podcast here. I'm going totally to the officials. Here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, try to nitpick. Like, try to nitpick a f- uh, 4 9 and 0 win. Yep. Uh, I would go with the bad. One of the bad is, um, yeah, we had four touchdowns or more, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Yeah, none of them came. None of them came from wide receiver. Yeah. So uh, that's that's one thing to add, and, and spoiler alert: that's going to bleed into my ugly. Okay. But yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing out of the wide receiver core. Who I watching the game was still, you know, looked like they were flying around, kind of talented, kind of talented. We're ta- our talented wide receiver core, uh, despite what Horny Brooks says. And, <laughs> you know, I like to see, I would just like to see them, you know, utilize a little bit more. Again, taking that pressure off a of running game and Taylor, even though that he's making another weapon. But I would go with my bad as the lack of utilization of wide receivers. Yeah. Kendrick Pryor finished with four receptions for 40 yards, Cephas three for 39, and then Dana Davis two for 19. So not a lot of production there. Uh, I guess I just say, question did we need it uh, or wasn't it there? I think we'll t- both touch on this in our ugly. Uh, go it's all bad. building up to the ugly. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Well, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, bad. We missed a field goal. I don't even Ooh, remember this tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. That could have been a bad. I was going back um, and forth on that. Yeah. I don't even remember it happening, but I, I went through the stats and it said over one field goal. But some yep. seven on extra points. So there you go. Uh, yeah. But my real one uh, again, not to bleed too much in the ugly. Uh, felt like uh, Cone got. Gave up a couple. He got sacked three times. I felt he got pressured uh, more times than he should have. And just kind of an awareness to of the game, of uh, pressures coming. I, I thought he could have got the ball out quicker or uh, kind of, I, I guess, played the game, the uh, couple of the plays a little differently to not get to not get the pressures that he did. It's not a great one. Again, 49-0, I think we're searching, and I had to save something for the ugly. So, uh, Cohen kind of reading pressure, reading uh, the defenses uh, could use a little bit. Uh, I'm the ugly. I just have, uh, I think it's going to be, both of us, it's going to be a Cone thing. Oh, yeah. I have his, I have his deep ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, especially the two that he missed to Cephas, but I'm going to chalk it up to, um, he's just back on the team. They're not on the same page, Marlo. Uh, excuses from my own ugly uh, mm. is uh, Jack Cohn being unable to uh, hit the uh, wow. the, deep, the deep ball. Wow, uh, especially on those two cones, uh, throws to Cephas because uh, wide open. And one, I think that Cephas was held and they didn't call it. But yeah, that's fair. But okay, good to see Cephas. Obviously, he can get separation. Yep. Again, it's South Florida, but huge. yeah, but got separation. Yes, my ugly is Cohn and missing long balls, which. Uh, we've seen this song before. <laughs> we've seen the can't hit, can't hit the wide open long person. At least I probably should put it in my good. At least there was no interceptions. Yep. Um. So that was good. But yeah, my ugliest cone. Um. Especially in the first half, yep. which uh, I got to get stats department on it because I didn't, I didn't research it. My bad. But I know it wasn't good in the first half. Uh, and it was also one of those things where. Not only was it good, but it was all there. The sc- I could see the scheme. I could see the the vision. It wasn't like South Florida was overwhelming and we couldn't get things done. And we couldn't take advantage of what they were giving us. It was just, it wasn't being executed. And it got me so hot uh, in the beginning. Again, this is a 49 nothing. So I'm going back to early emotions of this game and just 
what is going on? What do we see in Cone that is making making him the starter of this game? So he did calm down again to to back up. He did calm down in the second half, and we made some schemes where he didn't have to throw down. He didn't have to throw down the field. Right. I think he ended up with 170 yards ish, something around that. 201. Oh, she he had over 200. My bad. 200 yards. Um, so you know, go to that. But again, my ugly is. Cone missing wide open receivers, which is something we've grown to see and we just don't want to see anymore. <laughs> yeah, nineteen. He finished nineteen to twenty six for two of one, two touchdowns, yeah. zero interceptions. And I think I don't remember the split, but they showed it during the game. He started out like something like six of a six of twelve, six of thirteen, something like that, and then he was like whatever gets you to nineteen of twenty six. So it was yeah. definitely uh, a tough start with some of those. Um, misses that we're talking about, uh, but then improved later. But I think that was more scheming and screens, and he didn't yeah. have to make throws downfield. So. Right. It was it was athletes making plays. Um, so another thing was Cone. They kept showing him. He was just laughing all the time. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, what was? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But not when they're <sighs> okay. Just play better. Yeah. That's all I want. And he'll need to to be to be better teams. He didn't have to in this game, and we didn't ask him to. Uh, yep. beyond the, the the first half there. So yep. uh, we'll see going forward. But I think that's uh, – we agree on the ugly there. So the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. Yep. Um, that's how we broke down that game. Uh, one other thing to touch on, uh, after uh, the game was out of hand, we needed a quarterback to come in and hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. And it was Wolf over Mertz in garbage time. Who was it? Um, and you were mentioning or, or before we were talking, Marlo, that even the national broadcast was kind of – talking about whether or not Mertz was going to get a chance to see some game time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, which I was very surprised about because I, I thought this, I thought, I mean, we've talked about Graham Mertz since pff, he committed. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a more of a local kind of Madison, Wisconsin story. And the fact that they brought it up in the in ESPN primetime broadcast, uh, talking about Mertz being one of the highly, you know, Wisconsin having one. Wisconsin's first like highly recruited quarterback, and when he was going to get a chance to play, it was kind of surprising to me, which means it's more in a national, um, more in national radar. Which again, after saying that again, is like why isn't he playing? But, um, but yeah, but Wolf got the snaps instead of Mertz at, in garbage time. I don't know, you know, what you take away from that. I guess my my hit on that is just, well. You know, try not to. If if he's not going to play, don't burn a red shirt right now. There's no need to do that right now. Or if he's going to play, there's no need to put him in harm's way <laughs> right yeah. now. So either way, there's still a chance that he can play later in the season. Yeah, no, I definitely read into it. Uh, at first, I was like, get Mertz in there even earlier than uh, yes, than oh, hundred percent. Yes, uh, get him, get him some opportunity to get some real football in. Uh, but then when he didn't and then wolf came in just to hand hand the ball off it was definitely a protected red shirt so the red shirt mm-hmm. rule is he can play in four games and still maintain his red shirt uh so i guess the the plan is he probably will play the last four games of the season <laughs> um yep. and if we need him earlier i think then they burn it but uh yep. i don't think they want to do that unless unless they have to uh so i would I guess kind of thinking through that and readjusting my timeline, I would expect to see him the last, if we see him this year, the last four games um, and, not, and not before then and have Cone kind of ride it out. So that's what I read into it. I don't think it, it kind of in kind of the Twitter and 
uh, my text messages kind of became a conversation and uh, on the broadcast became a conversation. But I don't really think it is. I think we're just going to see Cone unless he's just awful. And then maybe we'll see Mertz into the last four games. So yeah, that's where we'll leave. Uh, anything else on, on the game or is that, that where we... Yeah, no, I, that's it. We should have went. It seemed like there was a lot of Badger fans down there. Um, it seemed really hot. Yeah, it was it hot. Really hot and humid. Yeah, so that's, and, yeah, so yeah, we locked out. A hurricane was coming. <laughs> I don't think it obviously didn't affect the game. There was some rain, but. Uh, yeah, got delayed. Next time. Next time we'll totally go. Yeah, for next sure. time we're totally sure. going to be there. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, elsewhere on uh, on campus, Marlowe, uh, volleyball season kicked off, at least as far as I'm concerned, because this is the first score I saw this year, uh, with a sweep over North Carolina, the number five Boom. ranked. Badgers volleyball team uh, yep. with a sweep over North Carolina. And then in men's soccer, uh, they defeated uh, UAB 2-1, to one, headed down to Alabama Birmingham and came away with a 2-1 to one victory. So uh, elsewhere there was success in collegiate athletics for yeah. uh, Badgers. Right. And you might be asking why we're talking about this. And it's because these two teams are going to be our march to the national title for the season. Yeah. Well, we got volleyball ranked volleyball, maybe. fifth, maybe like Casey soccer. said. Sweeping North Carolina. Was men's soccer at? Like sixteen. Uh, they're ranked, but like teens, teens. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. You got there. You're rooting for Big Ten. You're rooting for Big Ten. Sure. Big Ten titles. Men's okay. Soccer. All right. Well, march to the title. March to the titles. March to we'll the title. That's the mantra. That along. <laughs> See what else is happening out there. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, win some Big Ten championships. Maybe some national championships. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, keep on rooting those Badgers in all forms of the sports. All right, elsewhere, college football, Marlo. Back to football. Yep, back to football. Uh, game of the week, I think, uh, yes. nationally, uh, pretty much all over the board, everyone was saying this was the one to tune into. Oregon Auburn, I'd say yeah. it was entertaining. definitely was entertaining. It definitely yes. was dramatic. Uh, Did you stay up for the whole thing? Oh, yeah. I was Oh. Uh, I was down there, Marlo. I stayed up and watched some of the stupid USC game after this. <laughs> uh, USC Fresno State. So I was I was dialed into football this weekend yeah. and uh, was in. A, I'm on I'm on vacation. I'm well, whatever. Long weekend. I'm staying up late. Um, so I was dialed into this. Uh, my first takeaway, Marlo, is Oregon on national television had the most boring Oregon uniforms I've seen in years. Dang, that is that is a hot take. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> It's gray and white, and they like was okay. So, so is it? Yeah, is it boring because it's Oregon, or is it just boring in general? Is it boring because you're used to flashy Oregon? Like, because Oregon, what do they call it? I think they say every year they come with some ridiculous number that's made up. Like they have 150 different combinations uh, of uniforms. But you're just mad that this is the one they picked for this game. I'm, well, yeah. If they had 150 other combinations, I, I'm sure 149 of them were better than this. Because <laughs> it was gray and white and like a dark gray helmet. They had the, whatever, yellowish, greenish O on the back. But other than that, it was it was so boring. Uh, and I expect better from when I tuned into Oregon game. I want my eyes to hurt from the okay. brightness of their uniforms. Yeah. Something in their uniforms and nothing was hurting. And I almost fell asleep looking at their uniforms. So, dang. Take away from the game. Shots fired. And football happened, apparently. Phil Knight. Shots fired to Phil Knight. I hope Phil Knight's listening to this podcast. (laughs) My God. Um, So, I guess the takeaway from the game, Marlo, is that uh, the Pac 12 can't beat the SEC schools. Yeah. Jesus. Because Oregon lost to Auburn. Yeah. Okay. 
couple takeaways. Couple First, couple of takeaways. Okay, give me some takeaways. <laughs> here's here's yeah, here's some other takeaways. Freshman quarterbacks can get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Takeaway. They, they can heave the ball up and it luckily <laughs> falls into the wide receiver's hands as he falls in the bat, into the end zone. Yeah. Uh I feel like this is a good takeaway for you because I feel like it's the call you make. Don't go for it on fourth and one. Yeah. Don't do it. Punt it away. Give them a long field. Uh yeah. And two, yeah. Also know the rules. All right. You can't if you get injured, you can't just take a timeout and have your quarterback just come back in. No, know yeah. the rule book. Oh, yeah, know the rule book. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I forgot that rule. I thought he could come back in. <laughs> it's unclear. Um, yeah, your your freshman quarterback finished thirteen of thirty one for hundred seventy <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But because the last thing he did was throw a touchdown, <laughs> Bo Nixon it was a good game. Yeah, uh, Bo Nix, the greatest freshman quarterback in Auburn history. Matt Leinart out there. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Leonard out there saying he found himself a quarterback because he had a drive. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I looked back at this game. I don't know how Auburn won this game. I honestly don't. They had no business winning this game. Oregon had no business losing. But that's been Oregon football for since they beat Wisconsin. I don't want to bring it up. But like since that yeah. game, they just find ways to lose games. And Auburn stumbles into victories all of the time. And it doesn't – none of that makes sense. None of it is like makes – like sense when you're watching the game or even when you look back it just kind of happens in favor of auburn and against oregon and i can't uh, it's just this game was dumb and i was you can tell i was rooting for oregon (laughs) 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 i'm taking this but uh why no i think i yeah i agree i was rooting for Oregon. i think I, i found myself in general this whole weekend ruining against the sec and everything i saw um all of the time yeah, yeah, and I always forget that I'm doing that because like Alabama rules, and like you know you forget about the rest of the SEC. But yeah, I found myself like, yeah, why would I? I every game, I think I forgot who Ole Miss was playing, all this stuff. But anyways, Ole I found myself Memphis. Memphis won. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. it was amazing, and yeah, I was like, this is going to be it because this was the primetime one. This is the one that only anyone cares about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can brush all those one, other ones under the table because yeah. obviously Alabama is Alabama, and then it's like. Auburn's probably not going to be that good. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're if you, talking about if, them being like the fifth best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, no, or, like or they're the they're n- they're not going to be that good. But because they won this game against a ranked team, a preseason ranked team on national titles, like oh, here goes Auburn national title contender. Is it Auburn or Alabama? The Iron Bowl is going to decide. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I well, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I just <laughs> the whole narrative that like this says that. The Pac-12 sucks, which it probably does, but like, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit. And maybe it's just coming from the Big Ten standpoint of like yeah. us kind of being a, uh, I don't want to say looked down upon conference because we're not nearly looked down upon as much as the Pac-12, but we haven't, you know, produced the the championships like uh, the SEC and uh, the, and Clemson, I guess. Right? It's, it's yeah, not the ACC. It's Clemson. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, I feel like a little bit like when they talk about the Pac-12, and maybe it's more like a basketball thing. Like when you talk down, like, well, when's the last time the, the Big Twelve, Big Ten hasn't won a basketball championship like 2001 or something? Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, you're talking down to me a little bit. That's kind of how I feel about the Pac-12. So I like feel like I have to come to the defense of the Pac-12 a little bit yep. uh, until they play Big Ten and then Pac-12 sucks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I just don't think we need to take too much away from it. I don't know how the heck Auburn won this stupid game. I don't think they should have, uh, but they did. Um, and outside of this being two pretty good teams, I don't think either of these teams are great. 
I think I wanted to see Herbert be great. Yeah. And win this game for Oregon, and he wasn't. And my God, throwing that Hail Mary out of bounds is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You can't throw that out of bounds. Just chuck it out of the end, like, not even give it a chance. It wasn't uh, even close. Not even it like, close. It was like 10 yards out of bounds. Yeah. Um, that was that was frustrating. And that, I mean, that, it's not like that was his. I mean, that was a mistake, but he had other chances, I thought, to, to win this game. And yeah. He, he finished with a good stat line, but it just, like, I just wanted more out of him if he's supposed to be this Heisman uh, candidate. Uh, in this in this game, so uh, I don't know. Uh, should we take away? I think we should take that away. That Auburn's probably uh, slightly lucky. Auburn's Auburn not back. Oregon. Oregon not back. I Oregon. No, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how good Oregon does in the Pac-12. Just because, I mean, they're ranked 11th. Uh, I think they're the highest ranked Pac-12 team. It'll be interesting to see uh, how good they are. Everybody seems to love Utah. Yeah. In the pack in the Pac twelve, yeah. Which I don't know if that says more about Utah or more about the Pac twelve. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, Utah is is the team everyone wants to pick. Obviously, Washington's still there. Uh, USC lost their quarterback, so I don't know if they'll be there um, anymore. Uh, I don't see any UCLA lost. Arizona State lost. They, Dude, Chip Kelly, man, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. We just gotta give him a couple of more years, Marl. He's gonna feel yeah, a few years, Kelly's. few years. Yeah, um, he's still collecting checks from the, to the Eagles. I think that's it. Uh, Pac-12, disappointing. Uh, other disappointing teams, Marlo. Teams we thought were back. Are they back? We yeah. talked about Florida. Florida's back now, maybe. F- Florida, no. I mean, they won, but... Didn't look great. Didn't look um, great. Back. Miami, Miami, not back. Not bad. Talked about it last week. Uh, Florida State's supposed to be back. <laughs> I can't believe that game, Marlo. I turned, so I turned it off. Um, they were up something like 31-33-7. to Yeah. Why were you watching the game? Tell me the truth. Why are you watching the game in the first place? I, it was on. See, You're trying to catch clip, a glimpse of Horny Brook. Clipboard Horny Brook. Clipboard, yeah, clipboard Horny Brook. Yeah. Uh, honestly, when it was, when they were up, I probably should have stayed in just to see if they were going to put him in as backup. Yes. Uh, That's why I was tuning in. They had to keep they had to keep their starters in because Boise State came rumbling back behind true freshman quarterback. Yep. Um and, and won the freshman. game. What I don't even know what happened. Yeah, that was thirty-one points. Florida State calls thirty-one points. Went up with thirty-one ten in the first half. Yeah. Uh had no points in the second half. Gave up another twenty-six. Ended up losing. Whatever. Ended up Somehow. losing. Somehow, some way. Uh at home, mind you, against Boise State. Just not a good look, and I think I was halfway through, I was like, "Whoa, do we have a we have a quarterback controversy on here?" Is Hornybrook does he actually have a chance? Probably not, but I thought I'd start that up. You know, I'm gonna start it now. Quarterback controversy in Florida State. No, I'm more even like even if um, shoot, I can't remember the quarterback's name. Even if he gets benched, yeah, uh, he would. I think I'm now think it will be funnier if the other quarterback goes in over Hornybrook. Like <laughs> that would be funny. The third string uh, quarterback there. Uh, God, I can't believe how, like, I probably shouldn't be this mean to Hornybrook, but I just, last season left a very sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I blame it. I have now just funneled all of that frustration <laughs> blame onto him, which probably isn't fair, but that's where I'm at Yeah. Uh, with that, so... Um, any other teams that were back are back. Texas is back. Oh yeah, Texas way back. Jalen Hurts um, is back. Jalen Hurts is back. Uh, Nebraska are they back? Oof. 
They did uh, win. They had three non-offensive touchdowns. Yeah. Yeesh. Mm, Against little... South Alabama? Yeah, South Alabama it, at, at home. Uh, there is a point there in the second quarter where they pulled it within – was it the third quarter? Where they pulled it within seven, South Alabama did. And yes. it was, like, incredibly quiet in the stadium. And they're just like, what is going on here? We're in Nebraska. We should be blowing these guys out. And then they ended up winning by – a comfortable margin. Uh, yeah. it, it didn't turn into an upset, but it didn't feel great watching the game. Um, so, I don't know. I was I was ready for it to all fall apart and for South Alabama to win. Yeah. They just didn't have the talent. Yeah. And it's also, it's one of these tough things. I don't know how you watch these um, first weeks as preseason, or I don't call them preseason, pre-conference games. Yeah. Yeah, if I was like, I got to root for the Big Ten. I guess I don't know if that still matters. I, I might be stuck in the BCS days where they have the conference rankings. Yeah. But I find myself just like rooting for the Big Ten, but at the same time, like looking at Big Ten teams being like, yeah, I think we have a good chance against them. Yeah. No, I, I guess it depends. Like, I'm not like ever rooting against Illinois because who cares? It's Illinois. Yeah. Right. But like, or like Rutgers or Maryland for that. Yeah. Like the teams that are good, but the teams that like, I love I love when Nebraska struggles or Ohio State struggles or Penn State struggles against like like the teams who are normally good. I like when they struggle or lose yeah. to uh, out of conference teams, and I know that like hurts the perception and stuff. But like I think when the good teams lose, uh, they get kind of like a pass, right? It's like right. Oh, what, it's you know? true. That's very true. But like when Wisconsin loses or like those Iowa loses, uh, those kind of like let's say not. I don't. This sounds bad. Not your Ohio State's, Michigan's. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Then that's kind of like a black eye. And then when like Nebraska, Illinois, uh, not Nebraska, sorry, Northwestern, Illinois, Purdue, those teams lose. It's like, oh man, this conference is weak. It's like different tiers of losing. Yeah. Uh, I usually, I think, in my mind, my mind is saying you should root for the Big Ten schools, but my heart is saying, screw those guys. Go. James Madison. <laughs> Go random small school yeah. who has no business being in this game. Um, yeah. Who was, was uh, Minnesota playing? North Dakota. One of the Dakotas. North Dakota's, one of the Dakotas. North Dakota State, I believe, yeah, and made I was, it a game. And I was like, I should tune into this and want Minnesota to win. And then like, within a minute of watching this, I'm like, <laughs> God damn it, I hope <laughs> Minnesota loses this game. And it doesn't work out, but. Um. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a challenge for me. It's a head and heart con- uh, competition for me. My head says yeah. go Big Ten school. My heart says gotta hope that Big Ten school yeah. loses. Um. So that's yeah. That's not conf- that, not conference play. And it all depends. If it's a big game, if it's like Ohio State versus Oklahoma, like it was a couple years ago, like then I want the Big Ten school to win. But if it's like a Big Ten school versus a non-power sixth school then i'm fine with then i have the, the challenge but like big games that's like the oregon auburn game where like people are gonna decide how they feel about your conference because of this game that i'm rooting yeah. for yeah I'm rooting for big 10 schools nice i don't feel good about it yeah no i, I yeah obviously it's like it kind of feel dirty about it but yeah you do what you gotta do right, um, talking about talking about upsets marlo um there was one of the big one of the bigger ones this weekend was uh, Georgia Southern, yeah, going into Tennessee as twenty. Uh, I want to get this right. Twenty-three point underdogs, something like that. Twenty-four point underdogs, and 
beating Tennessee in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to Rocky ask top. You, not back. Not back. Tennessee, not back. Officially, Tennessee. Not, not back. back. Uh, so what is more impressive? I have a, in quote, a small Georgia school accomplishment. This Georgia yes. Southern team coming in and defeating Tennessee or the Georgia State NCAA tournament run back with R.J. Hunter with his dad falling off the chair. with <laughs> Breaking his ankle. Broken boot and all that. Yeah. Great question. So I know I have a feeling you'll lean towards the NCAA because it means more. But I'm going to go with the Georgia Southern beating Tennessee at home. Oh, wait, I had to back up. Georgia, Georgia State beat Tennessee. Georgia Southern was the uh, Anyways, the Georgia oh, School yeah. beating Tennessee at home. Yep. That one. Um, because I, this, is always, this is always a stinger, too, is right? Is because you know Tennessee paid them like a million, yeah. two million to come to their house just so they like could beat them. Was it 900000 Okay. Almost a million dollars. Almost a million. Almost a million dollars so they could have a quote unquote like practice game. And then they came in and just beat them at home, um, which, yeah, that's I think the fact that you had to pay to get beat is a little more is a little more impressive than than the than the tournament run. Yeah, I think I think in Georgia, the bragging rights are going to be greater uh, for the Georgia State Panther fans and alumni than the. uh no, wait, is it the same? Who's Georgia Southern? <laughs> God, scrap everything. It's the same team. I'm the worst. Worst podcast coach. No, it Stats Department. Stats Department. I don't know where I got Georgia Southern. They're both Georgia yeah. State. Okay. Quick check. Quick check. Same Georgia school. State, same, State, school. State, same school. Same school. Right. Which are they more proud of? Which banner are they holding? What t-shirts are they making? Yeah. I came into this, and I thought, it's for sure the run that the Georgia State Panthers went on. Yeah. With Ron Hunter as coach. R.J. Hunter as the assassin who's now on uh, the Boston Celtics. They only won one game, Marlo. Yeah. I thought they won two games. <laughs> <laughs> when I thought of this, my answer was going to be the basketball team because they went on this run to the Sweet 16. No, it was only one game. It was, it was one game. One game. Yep. They beat Baylor nice. uh, and then lost to Xavier in the, uh, as uh, a six seed. They were, Baylor was the six seeds. Baylor was a three seed. Who lost to 14 seed Georgia State, who then lost to six seed Xavier. So way more impressive that the same team, Georgia State Panthers, forget what I said earlier about Southern, um, defeated the Tennessee team, especially I think in Georgia, in SEC country. Yes. That's going to leave a much blacker mark on the eye of uh, fans of other teams. And I mean, start printing, printing the t-shirts, hang the banners. Yep. You did it, Georgia State. Yeah, big uh, party, big party, Georgia State. Well done, not Georgia well Southern. All right, uh, other the Big Ten upset of the week, Marlo. Mm-hmm. Um, you, were, I got this wrong. You did get it wrong. I got it wrong. You warned us of uh, Illinois losing. Yeah, they, they came out. They did not. Lovey Smith came not. through, but Purdue did losing uh, to Nevada. Um, I get my take. Not that I have much of a takeaway from this game, but. Uh, Nevada hit a field goal to win the game. Uh, they had a, a walk-on kicker, and during the kind of celebration, in you could maybe explain this better, but afterwards they award the game ball in the locker room. They awarded the game ball to the kicker uh, who won the game. Not only that, he said game ball and scholarship. It's a great video. If you haven't seen it, go on the Internet and find it. It's just a really cool, like, one of those dumb, like, it means it's more than sports type moments. 
Um, <laughs> I know you're not supposed to say in college football anymore, but it was a it was a more than sports moment. It was really cool to see uh, the this little and again, it's a kicker on a football team. So he like he's like a foot smaller than everybody. <laughs> looks like a young kid, and he gets his scholarship and uh, the game ball in the win over Purdue. So that was the upset. Uh, of the week in the Big Ten, so yeah, but to the game like Purdue had this in hand. Yeah, I've as much like the Florida State game. Like I, I mean, I couldn't watch it. I was watching the score because it's on some stupid channel that I can't get. And um, I was like, oh, Purdue has it. It was they're up thirty-one to something ridiculous. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you keep watching the score. The bad marching back, bad marching back. Oh, it's over. What? What? What happened? So. Going, yeah, back to our other conversation where you're like rooting for Big Ten, and then it's like, oh, well, okay. Purdue was supposed to be one of those sneak up teams too, so yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how good Purdue is. Um, obviously, this is this is not a great first step in the season, um, but I still think they they have they're talented. They, they have, oh yeah, they, have they got more a lot on of offense, and he uh, he can win games by himself. So yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, next week, Marlowe. Uh, looking look ahead. ahead. Looking ahead, Badgers host their first of five home games in a row. Yeah, man. Uh, interesting scheduling there. Uh, they're hosting Central Michigan. This has popped up to a 99% chance, 98% chance for the Badgers to win. According to FPI, I presume that is off of our strong win over South Florida. Um, Michigan is next week. Marlo, do you have any concern about this being a trap game? Central Michigan? No, I don't. Okay. I don't ever be in a trap game. I do. I am. I. I'm curious if they come out with the same fire, right? The same tenacity. The same. Uh, let's you know. Let's get it. But I. I don't think it's a trap game. Uh, you know. I think they'll take care of business. First home game. Um, Central Michigan two thirty kickoff. Another thing. Okay. Uh, so that's nice. You know, nice little thing. But yeah, trap game. No. Michigan, Central Michigan, an East Coast team, Marlo. Ooh, Travel, that's true. Traveling. Traveling, <laughs> traveling across time zones. time zones. So it's a little later for them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 3.30 for them in the afternoon. That might be, might be nap time. Not used to playing at that time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know if I'm just re- relieved from the last game, but I, I'm not... Yeah, we're talking on on freaking Monday right now, but yeah. not nervous right now. What did you say the spread was? Uh, I just saw our our, our percentages. Uh, oh, your spread. I'll get yeah. it. I'll get it here. Uh, so, yeah, so not nervous. I, whatever the spread is, whatever number you're about to put out, I'm gonna uh, go 35. the over. Oh, okay, never mind. Going under, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll take the under. But I'm gonna put it. I hope I'm gonna put it around twenty. I'll put it around twenty uh, okay. on, on the spread there. Wow, um, I did not think. That, I guess at at ninety, it's ninety seven percent, according to F, ESPN's FPI, which is, uh, you know, ESPN. If you're looking for podcasts to sponsor FPI rankings, we are interested uh, <laughs> in hearing your offer, uh, and it can be our exclusive way to uh, predict games, matchup games. Uh, yeah, we're 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 interested to hear your offer. Um, so 97%, 35-point spread. Uh, I agree with your first game at home, and it's to not take too much away from the first game, I think, obviously, the result was great. 
but it feels like there is a a focus about this team mm-hmm. and a tenacity about oh. this team uh through uh, one game and obviously through the uh preseason the warm-ups and things that i think was lacking last year um and I, i'm gonna ride with that until huh? until until it's not sure. yeah i know and i hope so it, wrong right um i just it something feels more serious about this team uh than it than it did last year maybe it's just my expectations maybe it's my um disappointment in last year in my uh kind of upside that i that i see in this year's team uh that is feeling that i i'm not sure but it seems like this team is more focused and ready to win than than last year's team was despite the talent expectations that last year had so i i think in their first home game i i don't see it as a as a trap game even though it was uh, my own question with Michigan coming up. I think they need to make sure that they're ready for that Michigan team. I think this coaching staff will get them ready uh, and keep them focused on this game for that. Uh, so until we're proven wrong, that's where I'm going to stand. Uh, yeah. Game of the week outside yes. of Wisconsin, Marlo. Uh-huh. Uh, there's two, so I want to see which one you're more excited for. All right. Um, or see which one we want to dub the game of the week. G-O-T-W, so as you Texas put out A&M. here. 12th ranked Texas A&M is traveling to Clemson. Um obviously ranked number one, or LSU traveling to Texas. Which one are you more excited to watch and to zero in on as the game of the week? All right, so <laughs> LSU at Texas, definitely more interesting to watch. I think it's a more interesting game. This is going to tell – this this game is going to tell who's actually back Ooh. Uh, between Texas and LSU, right? Clemson, yeah. Texas, Texas, A.M., the only – Clemson can only lose, right? That's right. That's the only outcome that kind of Clemson loses. That that's it. Texas A&M wins. Great. Texas, you know, Clemson blow them out. Whatever. LSU, Texas, Texas is one of those teams that's supposed to be back mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, and LSU is one of those teams they're talking about maybe be able to uh, challenge Alabama uh, for that national title. So like this is a, uh, I don't know. I, are we gonna be? Am I gonna be one of those media pundits? Like this is one of those playoff, playoff. I'm gonna say eliminator, but playoff resume builders. Is that what we're calling it? Uh, for LSU or Texas, either either way, whoever wins. But I, I'm interested to see that that game more than Texas A&M and Clemson because I think Clemson is gonna blow them out. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point of seeing uh, if Texas A&M wins, they're gonna have a lot other. A lot of other games that will kind of define define their season, but LS, yeah. LSU and Texas, I, you could, I guess you could say the same about that. But that's interesting that those two teams um, really have a shot to kind of be back and kind of catapult themselves up. I think even if Texas A and M beats Clemson, you're not going to be talking about them in the playoffs until they beat another one of the SEC schools that they'll they'll have on their schedule. Yeah. Um, but LSU and Texas will catapult up into that top five, top uh, three range. Um, so you talked me into that one. It's also the night game, so I'll make sure to tune in. Oh, uh, yeah, and, I didn't even go that far. Clemson on at two thirty on your local ABC station. Nice. Uh, and LSU Texas on at six thirty after that. So I, more or less, television is going to be glued to ABC. Uh, next boom for sure. No apps uh, needed. Just an end. <laughs> just straight good old <laughs> rabbit ears and for that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are definitely the two, and you've talked to me to LSU Texas. I'm, I really want to see how good both those teams are. Um, I know Clemson is good, so uh, 
I, I don't have a lot to, to gain out of that. It'll just be if Adam can pull an upset. But that doesn't make me think less of Clemson uh, if they do lose that game. Uh, much less. Shout out, shout out to Jordan for thinking Clemson was losing in week one because he was watching a game that happened a year ago. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. That was a tough look. Uh, all right. All right. So, uh, more locally, Big Ten upset alert, Marlo. Two, uh, maybe. So, last week we, we got it wrong. Yeah. Um, got the upset alert oh, wrong. Illinois. So, this year I think there's two options uh, on, okay. on the slate. Uh, Cincinnati coming off their victory over your boy Chip Kelly and UCLA, mm. uh, going to the Horseshoe at Ohio State, yeah. and then Nebraska going out to the mountains and playing Colorado. Oof. Uh, you interested in any of those being an upset? You got something off the board? Uh, no. Uh, if we're yeah, if we're looking in the Big Ten, I am looking at Nebraska, uh, Colorado. I I watched Colorado the other night. I don't know if you did, Casey. I think it'll be an interesting game because it's one of those things like Colorado offensive, they can score. They can just score. Defense yeah. might be suspect, right? Nebraska showed last week that, you know, albeit that the defense has improved, offense maybe not so much. So is it one of those, is it going to be a case where Colorado is is the scoring offense and they can outscore Nebraska? Or they just stop, you know, is uh, Nebraska be able to clamp down on a Colorado offense, right? So I, I think it's been worse in Cincinnati, Ohio State. I think their their talent level is above Cincinnati. Yep. Not going to be a problem. But I think that Nebraska, Colorado, I think it'll be a good game, and it'll be interesting to see if Colorado can upset them again like they did last year nice. at Nebraska. Yeah. No, I definitely have that one circled too. Um, I was just – we talked about it a little bit earlier. Not impressed with uh, the South Alabama uh, victory by Nebraska. Their offense did nothing in that game. Uh, and it'll be a different it'll be a different contest against Colorado. Uh, honorable mention: Minnesota going out to Fresno State. Ooh, uh, it's a tough one. We've done that. Uh, Fresno State uh, West Coast game at nine thirty. That's eleven thirty Minnesota Oof, time. It's bedtime it's for gonna, some of those kids. It's gonna be tough. Uh, I saw Fresno State get beat by USC, so I'm high <laughs> on Fresno State. Um, but uh, I don't know. Heading out there. Uh, it was only thirty-one twenty-three that Fresno State lost to USC, so it wasn't as bad as I as I remembered at the time. But USC did lose their quarterback for the season. So um, honorable mention Minnesota at uh, Fresno State for our Big Ten upset alert. Uh, on the other side, a chance for a Big Ten team to have an upset. Marlo Syracuse Whoa. is going into Maryland. Yep. Um, Maryland on. F- Destroying uh, Howard seventy nine to zero. Yeah, uh, seventy nine points. Seventy nine. Here you go, Maryland. If they, had, if they had a million, I don't know. It was a lot to zero. Um, Barely. Syracuse Big Ten East champions. Champion. Crown them. Crown them. Big Ten East. Their odds to win the Big Ten East. It's like a thousand to one. To win <laughs> Put it down now. That's crazy. Um, but do you see uh, Maryland giving Syracuse a hard time? Possibly. I feel like Syracuse is another team that's kind of been overranked coming in from the uh, from the preseason. Again, don't know why. I mean, they were decent last year, and it's one of those things. But yeah, so I don't. I mean, Howard obviously Howard uh, FCS school. Yeah. Seventy. I mean, scoring on. I feel like Maryland's out af, out athlete them. Yeah. Uh, so the it's a better matchup with Syracuse. So I think it's possible. 
would I be uh, would I be surprised if Syracuse came through and uh, beat Maryland handily? No, not so much. Would I be surprised if Maryland kind of squeaked it out? No, not at all. I'd be surprised if Maryland blew them out. That'd be surprising. Yeah. If they won seven nine zero, I'd be surprised. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be surprising. So, is it? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's okay to put on the upset alert board. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. Uh, yeah, I just I know Syracuse has been bu- building a program. I feel like too much of it is built off like, hey, they play Clemson close a lot. Yes. Yeah. And then beat the other crap ACC schools. Like, <laughs> I don't know how good they are. Uh, Maryland's probably not that good, but I have a 79-0 in my head uh, yep. that I saw. And they, they won 79-0. Didn't Penn State win 79-0? Like, yeah, it's Penn State. Yeah, I think they scored 70. So. No, Penn State, did they have a shutout? Yeah, I don't know. They played Idaho, though. Yeah, it was some something crazy. Yeah, like like that. And I was I was a little uh, a little salty when they were like um, on the bottom line on Saturday. They had like Wisconsin, comma Michigan State blowout opponents. We won forty nine to zero. Michigan State won twenty eight to seven. In Tulsa, <laughs> like yeah, those are different levels of blowing oh, out. Michigan State Ours did not look road, good either. Theirs was at home. Like yeah, yeah. come on. ESPN crawler person. Give yeah, Michigan State did not look good either. God. All right. Bunch, bunch uh, all right. Anything else on campus, Marla? <laughs> yeah, we could do this all day. College football's yeah. back. Oh, man. We, I mean, there was like 120-something games. It's fine. We could do this all day. It might be time to go to the professionals because, Casey, guess what? Yeah. We got the real season kicking off this week. Coming off this week, um, before, it, before it does um, – did you see in tennis? <laughs> in tennis. Jokovic, okay. re- Jokovic retired yep. from a game. His shoulder was bothering him and he retired. And the fans booed. Ooh. My God. My God. <laughs> Prepare yourselves for the week of fans can't boo tennis players um, stories because they're coming. If Andrew Luck taught me anything, is you're not allowed <laughs> to boo players for any reason whatsoever even if they quit in the middle of a game that you paid a crap ton of money to go see because they're hurt. You cannot, you're not allowed to boo them. They're human beings. Damn. Don't boo. Respect. Respect the player. That's been the most ridiculous thing. (laughs) Andrew Luck's story. Nobody's like, he has to play, but people can be upset that he retires because they're fans of their team and they want Andrew Luck to play quarterback for them. They can want different things. Unbelievable. All right, rant. I don't need to go in there. So, Andrew Luck retires. The Colts decide to extend the contract of Brissett for some reason. They give him a two-year, $30 million contract. Nice. I have no idea why they would do this other than Jim Jim Ursay's just throw around $30 million. He's like, Andrew Luck, you're retiring. Here's $30 million. Jacoby Brissett, you're our starting quarterback. Here's $30 million. So the last week, they've spent $60 million on quarterbacks. One quarterback that's not playing and another one, yeah, we'll see. One who might be okay, one who's (laughs) not going to play. I don't... (laughs) This is unbelievable. I can't... When this came across the news desk here at uh, 132 Breeze Podcast, I was, I, I just laughed. I, it doesn't make any sense why you would do this now, uh, unless you, I guess, unless you thought he was going to be really good and you would have to pay him more next year. But at two years, $30 million, that doesn't give you like a long runway of kind of banking on that like unknown success that he's going to have. It's a very strange move. It just seems like, uh, Colts giving away more money. Um, I don't understand it. 
and he might be bad. Who knows? We don't know. No, I mean, he was decent, great. Everyone's when he when yeah when Andrew Luck went out the first time and he came in, I was like, oh, Jacoby, great quarterback. But they still only won like a couple games. Yeah, he won, and then well, he was in New England when. That's right. It was New England. They, yeah, and they won a couple of games, but it was like he threw like twelve times in the games, and it was they were like weird games, uh, and it was more. I thought the narrative was more like Bill Belichick's a really good coach and can figure out how to win with not Tom Brady. Uh, then it was like Brissett's a, a a really good a really good quarterback. So a weird move by the Colts. Uh, paired with a lot of weird moves, Marlo, lots of trades in the NFL this week, which yeah. I feel like we don't normally get. Um, and the, I guess the headliner was uh, Jadavian Clowney, uh, who was holding out because he, oh, well, he didn't sign his uh, franchise tag tender, um, held out and then agreed to sign it to be traded to Seattle. Seattle gave up, um, some things, Marlo. Here we go. <laughs> they gave up Barcavius uh, <laughs> Mingo, yeah. uh, Jacob Martin, and a third-round pick, yeah. which seems light. Yeah. Um, well, but Jake, the hang-up, the hang-up is the Seahawks can't sign a contract extension until his current contract expires. So they can't. I mean, there can be, I suppose there can be like a wink, wink, nod, nod, like you'll sign a contract extension with us for X amount of dollars. But like they get him for this year with no guarantee that he'll be there in the long run and no ability to sign him for a longer term contract without him hitting the free agent market. So when I saw this, I went, my God, it's that little for a Jadavian Clowney, uh, but it may only be for this year. So that that's that's an interesting part to it, but also Houston's paying half of it, like seven million of the fifteen million dollars that he's going to get this year because it's a signing bonus as opposed to a salary cap thing. So like Seattle is only paying half of his salary. It's very weird, um, but it sounds like Seattle got a really really good player for yeah. not a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Jenny Cows, he has some uh, injury. Yeah, he's history for sure. Yeah, I gotta say, healthy, sure. But when he's on the field, he's you know he's a he's he's a beast. And I think yeah. you know going, he had a one of those uh, short lists of teams he wanted to be traded to, mm-hmm. and uh, Miami wasn't one of them. So Miami's put in a trade. He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that yeah, not type of thing. But uh, yeah, having Seattle put him on Seattle, that's good. Um, yeah, good for good for Jerry, good for Clowney. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, he's got to stay healthy. He's he's in a contract year, essentially, right? He's on this franchise tag. Seattle has promised not to franchise tag him next year. So he's got to prove he can stay healthy and prove he can be an effective. We, uh, there's no doubt he's an effective player. It's just, can he stay healthy? Is he worth the money that he thinks that he is? Um, so that was, I think that was the most noteworthy trade. There are some other minor trades out there. Um, the Patriots doing a couple trades, and every time the Patriots trade with somebody, I just think like, yeah, superstar. Yeah, they fleeced whoever it was. Yeah, whoever this person is. Yeah, um, doesn't matter who it is. I, I assume that they're getting the better end of the deal. Uh, but I think the other noteworthy ones were Miami's trades, Marlo. Um, they are just <laughs> any name you know on Miami or mm. any player who seems like they are a 
uh, valuable player to the team is probably not there anymore. They yep. traded everybody away. They traded uh, Stills, who I had a little bit of a, let's say, verbal spat with <laughs> the owner of the team, a little disagreement on politics and other things. Yes. Um, and then that kind of boiled down to the coach. He got dealt along with uh, left tackle uh, Tunsil to Houston, and then they sent Kiko Alonso to the Saints, and they released like all their other good players. Yeah, it just it just seems like they're they're tanking. I don't know how else to how else to put it. They don't seem interested in winning football games this year. Tanking for Tua, tanking for Tua. Isn't that the mantra down in Miami right now? That, that, that can't. I don't think that will be as effective in football as it is. <laughs> it's like a 50-man roster. I mean, you can't just give up good players. And it's not like Kenny Stills and Kiko Alonso and these sorts of guys, while they're good players, are going to be the difference between being a three-win team and a six-win team. But if they're on your team and you your quarterback is no longer Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen – by the way, Fitzpatrick, they're banking on that Fitzmagic, Marlo. He's starting week one. Nice. Pick him up. Fantasy right now. Waiver wire. Yeah. Got to get him. Got to get him. First week or two. Oh, by the way, Marlo, I had a fantasy draft today. Oh, boy. And uh came around. I was pick number one, Sanko and Barkley. Come around, came around, right? Yep. And I'm like, I'm going to go all in on the Chiefs here. I'm going to pick their running back and Travis Kelsey. And oh. then I'm going to come around and whatever. I'll pick, I'll pick other Chiefs. And it'll be fun to cheer for the Chiefs. Guy ahead of me picks Kelsey. I go, forget that. <laughs> I'm all in on Tampa Bay. Nice. So I got Mike Evans. I got their other wide receiver. I got Winston. Oh, no, you didn't. You got Winston. Well, I mean, like, way later. Yeah, he was like the – but, yeah, he's my quarterback. It's going to be awful. I'm going to hate fantasy. Uh, but I, I – Cheering for I Tampa Bay. Complete 180. I could have just, I could have just picked uh, Williams and – uh, Mahomes and stuck with my Kansas City thing, but because the guy picked Kelsey and I wanted to pick Kelsey, I completely flipped and went and went Tampa Bay. Um, and I'm sure I will enjoy watching Tampa Bay games a whole lot. I'm gonna have to watch Tampa Bay games and Giants games. Nice all year. It's gonna be <laughs> brutal. Anyway, uh, anyways, anyone in case leaves, I guess Miami. Miami's throwing the season. They're terrible. Um, I don't get it. Oh, they're they're the difference. So when you get a Tua. This is my point. When you get a Tua, yep. he takes that six-wing team who has these other good players and makes them a ten-wing team to get to the playoffs. You put them on that crap team, they go from three to six. That's yep. the difference in football than basketball. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, I feel like it's just like a, I'm the GM. I'm going to overturn this roster, and that buys me like seven years of having this job. I don't know what mm-hmm. else, what other reason there is to do this. Yeah, moves. be patient. All you got to say is be patient. As soon as you do that, yeah, be patient. Yeah, trust, the, trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> we'll hit on these eight picks it'll take to replace these guys. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. I don't think it works in football the way it does in in. No, it 100% doesn't. But so. you can always you can always put it out there like, yeah, just look at this. Look what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Have a process. Really for the future, look at all these picks we have. Yeah, look at all the picks. Yeah. Did you, did you, not, did you not see what Danny Ainge did? I'm just yeah. gonna do it in football. It seems, I don't, and maybe they'll prove us all wrong, but uh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't anywhere, so. I don't see it there in Miami. So those are the big other moves. Any other NFL things? It starts this week. We didn't even talk about that. Holy crap! Yeah, no, he's totally skipped over the first game of the freaking season, Casey. The big one. The big one. The big one. Thursday night kickoff. Yeah. The, 
and see whatever their new song is going to be. It's Thursday night, da 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 da. Celebrating a hundred seasons of the NFL, Bears. I think they should just do that. Packers. Just have you going Thursday night, da da da. <laughs> And they go from there. That's great. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Al Michaels, kick it over to Marlo, and it's Thursday. Thursday night. <laughs> da, 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 da. Back to you. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> let me call up. Let me call Al Michaels so we can get that in there. Um, all right, Packers. Packers. Bears. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why this is the opening game. Why this is the Thursday night game? But it's a hundred years, Casey. Hundred years of NFL. <laughs> It's not even 100 years of NFL. It's 100 years. Is it? Well, whatever. It can't be because, anyways, it's 100 years. It's it's two teams. It's, like it's that these two teams have probably played for 100 years. Exactly. Yeah. Because aren't the Packers? They're celebrating. Yeah. The Bears and Packers are selling their 100 seasons. It's like one of the okay. original, original, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Write it down Thursday night. The original the original six. The original six. <laughs> original six. In the NFL. The NFL. Okay. That Green makes Bay a, a little bit more sense. I yeah. thought it was always like the Super Bowl champion or something. Yeah, no, it usually was. Yeah. But no, they're making a big... Have you not seen the 100 patches? The 100-year patches on all the jerseys? I know. It, on I the field? I just, I just don't care about it. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care if it's been 100 years of football has been around. Who cares? Yeah. Um, it's not... The NFL, like, it, as an institution, doesn't mean anything to me. The Packers mean something to the <laughs> NFL. As like an institution is like Roger Goodell and like weird suspensions and a lot of iffy <laughs> questions and deflate gates and things and it's like I don't want to deal with all that. I like the Packers. <laughs> like I'll celebrate that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's Thursday night. We get a we get to be part of. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, celebrations and things that we won't. I won't care about. Maybe yeah. I, I assume you're on, on board with me with like not caring about it being the hundredth season. So I'm sure no things there. Don't care. Uh, let's see. According to ESPN's FPI again, oh, FBI Woof. This should be our exclusive. Uh, Bears have six five percent chance to win. They're favored by three. So favored by damn. Four that's pretty much. That's pretty much. It's at home. So that's pretty much even. Pretty much at home. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much even there. So you get the home field advantage for that. Um, I don't know uh, how 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 you feel, Marlo, about let's say this right. game slash bear season in general, just nice all of it at once. Let's like it, like it, like it. I don't know. I don't. I it's one of those. Yeah, I'm already starting to get nervous. Uh, and and it's it's one of those things. It's NFL too. It's a different college. It is one game, but it's the first game, and yeah. it's the Packers, and I haven't got to see any of what really the Bears are going to do. And I haven't got to see any of what the Packers are going to do because we're at this new right. school coach who doesn't, these new yeah. coaches. Also, it scares me that you have a first-year coach because I, I feel like in this day and age, it's like you have these first-year coaches who have come out on fire or it's yeah. no it's nowhere in the middle. They're either on fire or it's just just junk, right? Yep. So it's sure. kind of like, all right, what is what is this going to be like? It's going to be a chess match, and you still have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's still great for the ball, even though he's doing weird things. That yeah. I, I okay, yeah, okay. But I'm kind of nervous. I am. I'm expecting. I'm gonna say what I well, before I got nervous beginning of the summer when I heard this was coming out. I'm expecting a win at home against the Packers. If it doesn't go that way, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Maybe emotional struggle next. Uh, yeah, next it'd be emotional struggle. We should probably have. A, we should probably have. We we'll probably have a live reaction. 
tickets as low as 315, Marlo. I don't think we're going to go to this game. <laughs> <laughs> but we might tailgate. <laughs> we might tailgate. Yeah. We're going to be in the parking lot. Jeez. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know what to expect. Uh, obviously, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, first-year coach. Uh, he came out today and said that Aaron Rodgers is allowed to audible, so that's encouraging, I guess. Oh my god, uh, it's such a weird dynamic. Uh, so that's Aaron. the story too. Like it, it's been a weird offseason too. It's like Packer stories, like does the coach and Aaron Rodgers get together? Bear right. story, kicker. Like it's just weird <laughs> stuff. Like there's nothing has been going on this whole offseason. Yeah. Like can, nothing can, about like actual football. Biscuit throw to his left. Unclear. That's that's a you story. That's a you story. story. It's great. It's just watch watch for Marlon. Watch him. He's gonna probably throw like hundred passes to left and beat the Packers. I look like an idiot. Uh, I'm okay. I'll be okay if that. I won't be okay if that happens. But um, I uh, it's there's a lot of unknowns. I think it's uh, obviously uh, a time of change for the Packers with with the new head coach. Uh, with a change in offensive philosophy to one that presumably is creative instead of whatever the crap we've been running the last couple of years. Um, a l- hopefully upgraded defense uh, with the... I mean, we spent a lot of money on defense. We've spent a lot of picks on defense. That unit has to be better if the Packers are going to be good this year. Uh, I think that the NFC North is going to be really interesting this year, Marlo. All, each of the Packers, the Bears, and the Vikings... Over under totals were at nine point five. So essentially, like hmm. two of those something are gonna has be, to give. Yeah, it's a, one of those is going to be ten and six. One's nine and seven. One's going to be eight and eight. But no one knows which one's going to be which. And I can yeah. see scenarios in which it goes anyway. Uh, I think uh, Chicago is probably the be- better of the teams. But they're going to have a tougher schedule because they were in first place last year. Um, I think Green Bay has the most upside because they have Aaron Rodgers. And if he can get along with his head coach or whatever this stupid narrative is, uh, I think they have the most upside there. Um, and Minnesota, I would say, is would be the better team if they didn't have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, but, it's a big flaw. But it's a huge flaw, but they have, yeah, they have Kirk Cousins. Because their defense is good. Their skill positions are good if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy. Uh, they're a good team, but then they do weird things, Kirk Cousin things, and like lose to Buffalo at home by like a billion points. Uh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins play. thing. Um, and Kirk Cousins can't be good team. So you have to. it's going to be really interesting. I think all those teams are going to be there. And I think the Lions are going to be bad. Uh, and if the Lions are good, then I, I think you have like four, eight, and eight teams. I don't know what else to to think there, but it, it could be a re- it's going to be a really interesting NFC North um, NFC North uh, division. And I think the AFC North is going to be the same way. But uh, yeah, although I don't see any upside in Cincinnati, where I could I could you could talk me into a. Detroit wins a couple games. I, you can't talk me into Cincinnati winning a couple games, but that's a different conversation. But um, back to this game. God, I'm nervous for this game. Mark, yeah. Holy cow. Um, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, that the visiting team has won the last few games. Or it feels like the visiting team wins more games than they should. Uh, in this series. Like when Green Bay goes to Chicago, they come Oh, to oh, yeah. When Chicago comes to Green Bay, they win more. It's been kind of weird. I... Didn't go back on the tape and look at it. So yeah, we'll get on that. But well, yeah, we'll get on um, that. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's a good. good idea. I mean, last, you guys learned last the last season last we were up year there. We won in Chicago. 
Last year was up in Green Bay. Uh, yeah, Green Bay won up in Green Bay, and then we won at home. So I don't last know. Year goes, said. All right, maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I, I feel like the road team wins more than not more than not, but more than like you would assume. Yeah, so, I don't know. Do you? How do you? Do you like this game being on Thursday so you can enjoy Saturday, Sunday stress free? If well, I don't know if it's stress free depending on how the game goes Thursday. But do you enjoy having it on Thursday? Or would you rather just be the start of the season on Sunday with everybody else? Would it be Sunday night? I don't. Ooh. like I don't like Sunday night games. Okay. So you rather would you rather be Thursday night or Sunday like during the day? Sunday, I'd rather be Sunday during the day for sure. Got it. All right. I like my prime my prime time watching. I like sitting back, relaxing, watching this interest other interesting game that's not my game, and then I can stress out during you know noon or three thirty games on Sunday. That's fine. Yeah, when I can watch my team, I don't like especially like if it. No matter what happens, like it's the game ends, and as a fan, I don't. It's not just like okay, well now I can go to bed. You know, <laughs> unless it's like, unless it's an easy victory. No, but like if it's anything else, if it's close and we win, it's close and we lose, or we get blown out, I'm not just going to bed. Like I'm gonna lay in bed. I'm gonna you know think about things and question things and like be in my own head about all of it. So I don't like I don't like the primetime games for that reason. God. I like the excitement of it, but like yeah. the, the anxiousness gets to me a little bit more. You're seen as a lucky lady. Um, oh, she's asleep. She doesn't. <laughs> this does not affect her. It just it's a me thing for sure. For sure. God. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I I like I like it on Thursday because I think either way it's it's nice. Like if we, if we win, awesome. I celebrate Friday. Then I can like have Saturday for Badgers, Sunday for like check check out the rest of the league. If we lose, at least I got it, and hopefully the Badgers win on Saturday. And then I have like until Sunday to like get over it. Da 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 da. So cheer on Tampa Bay, of course. Cheer on yeah, cheer on Tampa Bay. Watch the rest of my fantasy. That was a good point. Watch the rest of my fantasy team. Not not solely focused on my team, especially week one because obviously fantasy's one in week one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So. Are we doing, uh, what are we doing? Gentleman's bet. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> on the game? On yeah. On the game? Sure. Yeah, on the game. I didn't think of it. Yeah, pod bet. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll hash it out. We'll hash it out later. Maybe, um, yeah. We might do sorry, sorry live reaction after the game. Depending. All depends. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, anything else, NFL? Kickoff weekend. Kickoff weekend. Um, get your gambling on. Yeah, I, it's too early, I think, to do kind of matchups of the week. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, NFL kind of sets it up pretty good. Your, yeah. your Sunday nights, your Monday nights, that kind of thing. Although Monday nights usually sucks, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. We it, still do it, two, it's, it's two games on Monday night opening weekend, which is the worst idea ever. It's so dumb. The, uh, yeah, well, I'm old. I'll be in bed, so. <laughs> um yeah. All right. Uh that's all that's all I got for NFL. I'm excited I'm excited for it to be back. Uh very nervous about the season. Uh I don't know what to expect from a Packers standpoint. I could see it going really well and being like eleven and five, and I can see it going poorly and being seven and nine. Right. But if Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback we all think it is, how the hell does he go seven and nine? Yeah. I don't know. Like at some point, Aaron Rodgers has to just be 
a good quarterback. And he's he, there's some stat out there. He's like 27 and 27 in the last, last 54 games or something like. As much as we all love Aaron Rodgers, and believe me, believe you me, I'm right up there uh, with loving Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, but like at some point you got to win football games, and it can't be everybody else's fault. At some point you have to be the best quarterback, and you got to win football games, regardless of everything else going on around you. So that's my caveat. I don't know that I got a little like finger pointing Aaron Rodgers <laughs> there. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to, but like. If we look back and it's like, yeah, he won in 2010 and then like was a 500 quarterback, that feels really weird. That feels like a really weird narrative. Yeah, I for Aaron for for Aaron freaking Rodgers. Yeah, no, 100%. I I think this is the first time it started creeping in towards the end of last season, but especially this offseason being around like talking to Packer fans. It's kind of the first time I've heard people talk against Aaron Rodgers. As as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, like kind of the way you're saying, not, not that you don't think he's a good quarterback, not that you don't think he could take you, but at the same time, question like, huh, wh- what exactly have you done since 2010? Yeah. So that's I mean, had, that's going to be had, an interesting narrative going forward. Season. So it's not that he hasn't been good, but like at some point, it's like you, if you're as good as you, I want, I'll say, I'm going to say everyone's giving praise to, yeah. Uh, you got to win football games, and if you're not winning football games, you got to kind of start going. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, and I think that's where I'm. I'm I'm starting to go. Hmm, I'm still on Team Aaron. I'm still like, I would not ha- want to have any other quarterback as my quarterback. But like, if you don't win games this year, I'm starting to go. Hmm. So that's where I'm at. All right, all right. Wrapping up the NFL. We'll uh, we'll obviously dive deep in next week once we have a full slate. Man, we're going to have a big show next week, college football, NFL. Uh, but for now, whew, we got everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Quarter Kick. All right. Well, this week, I know you were tuning in to the uh, award ceremony in Monaco. I did. Uh, they, had, they had the Ballon d'Or winner. Uh, best player in the world award uh, for those who don't speak French or I think it's French. Uh, and it was Liverpool's own Virgil van Dyke. He won the award over Messi and Ronaldo, who I think have been finalists for the last 15 years or something crazy like that. Uh, he's the first Liverpool player since Steven Gerrard to win it in 2005. He's the first Premier League winner to win it since Cristiano Ronaldo did it when he was playing for United in 2007, 2008. He's the first Dutch player to win it. And I think most interestingly, he's the first ever defender to win the award. Um, so it's it's really weird to see a defender win the best player in the world. Um, it's it's I, It would be the same as a defensive player winning the MVP in the NFL. You just don't have – you don't have the stats. You don't have the um, – kind of platitudes that come along with offensive players uh, but his ability to take Liverpool to be that rock in the defense and take Liverpool to the next level kind of it stood out his calm his poise his um, his skill showed through so much that he was able to win over two of the best attacking players that soccer has ever seen so a, a great uh award for him and as a Liverpool fan I just it's just so fun to watch this guy play defense uh week in and week out um staying on the 
world or I guess at least European level uh, Champions League draw was this week. Marla, I know you tried to tune in, but you were behind a paywall. It was on Bleach Report Live. Ooh, uh, so oh yeah. Couldn't, couldn't watch it because they want you to pay like fifty dollars a year or something. And yeah, no, I'm not really, not really into that yet. Uh, P.S. Doesn't like Steve Nash do commentary for soccer and Bleacher Report? Yeah, yeah, through yeah, uh, the Champions League stuff with uh, TNT. Uh, so the main, the like the main games, so, so usually Barcelona yeah. are on TNT, and then like the other games, if you want to watch them because they all happen at the same time, are on Breacher Report Live. And yeah, Steve Nash does uh, the commentary. I think Tim Howard did it as well last year, or some other former U.S. Men's National Team guy um, on that. So anyway, I don't know if it's worth it, but uh, probably not. <laughs> Just watch whatever's on TNT. <laughs> probably be watching one of the Spanish teams. Uh, but Liverpool got, I would say, a pretty easy draw. Uh, they got Napoli, who was in their group last year. They uh, are in Group E. I sh- uh, we'll start with. So it's Liverpool, Napoli, who they had last year. Last year they had PSG, though. They don't have such a good team this year. The other teams are on another group, all Sarsberg and Genk. Probably how you say it. Not sure. Um, I think the toughest group, or the quote-unquote group of death, is uh, Group F, which is... Barcelona, Borussia, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan, and uh, Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague, not part of the group, uh, or one of the reasons why it's the group of the death, but three pretty big um, European names there, uh, and then Slavia Prague. And there's a really funny clip out there, Marla, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, they show uh, Slavia Prague, I don't know if they're the owners or like their contingent that are at the draw, and they show them being put in group F. And the camera cuts to them, and they're just laughing because they're like, "We have no flipping chance <laughs> in this." Or they're laughing at all the money they are going to make when they go to Barcelona, Dortmund, and Milan. And yeah, I go play with that. these huge uh, European clubs. Um, either way, they were they were laughing to themselves, and it looks really funny uh, to see them to see them doing that. Uh, in the EPL this week, Marlo Liverpool got another victory. They are the only perfect team left in uh, the EPL uh, with victories in all of their first games. Uh, with a 3-0 win over Burnley. Uh, there's a little bit of drama on the pitch slash off-the-field locker room issues. Uh, there was a chance late in the game where uh, Mohamed Salah uh, could have passed to, let's say, a roughly wide-open Sadio Mane, uh, decided to fake the pass, cut back, and then uh, missed the shot uh, soon after Mane got subbed off and had... A fit? Let's just say a fit. <laughs> and uh, was yelling at an assistant coach at Klopp, somebody. He was not happy, and it seemed to be over that that missed opportunity. And the kind of narrative is, is this just a in-the-moment thing, or is this kind of a bunch of things finally bubbling to the surface? Um, and is it cause for strife in the Liverpool locking room? I'm very much hoping that it's just a bubbling to the top. Two goal scorers wanting the ball to score. Uh, both led the tied for the lead in the Premier League last year at it, so both very good at it. I think to be that elite level of a goal scorer, you have to want to the ball. You have to want to score the score the ball, uh, and you always think past second. And when you have two elite caliber people at doing that, I think sometimes these things will happen. I'm optimistically thinking there's not too much more. 
in that, uh, but it was very much a uh, talking point coming out of that game. Uh, in last week's game of the week uh, that I highlighted, Arsenal, it was a very entertaining game, Marlon. I hope you saw it. Uh, Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. Every minute. Uh, yep. Uh, I know you're a big Harry Kane fan over there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tottenham went up two goals to zero. Arsenal came storming back uh, to tie it 2-2 and really had some, uh, I'd say, the better of the play. Harry Kane had a really good shot. Uh, hit one off the post uh, late in the game uh, that would have won it, but uh, Arsenal seemed the better team at the half. I think both teams' fans will feel good coming away with the 2-2 victory, but it was a really entertaining game. Uh, looking at to next week, uh, Liverpool are up against Newcastle. Got to go up early for that one, though, Marlowe. 6.30 Central Time on Saturday. Uh, in the game of the week, I think, to watch is Manchester United against Leicester City. That's going to be at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, this will be an interesting one. Manchester United has been a, kind of a team of ups and downs. 4-0 win over Chelsea. Losing to Crystal Palace. Uh, tie uh, this weekend. Uh, not really getting off to the start that they want. And Leicester City is a team that a lot of people have kind of circled as a team that might be able to jump up, get in that top four, get in the Champions League spot. And if they're going to be that team and Manchester is not going to be that team, this would be a game where that might flip and Leicester might be able to get some points. So I think that'll be an interesting one to tune into uh, at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, that's all I got, Marlo, for the corner kick. Oh, that's it? All right. That's it. Quick. Whew. Um, all right. I, I don't have anything. Has you had anything nope. else besides the corner kick? Not, uh, not besides the corner kick. There are uh, Friday and Monday games next week uh, for the for the EPL. So... Uh, you have those to watch on your Fridays and Mondays for work. There's no such thing uh, this week. So that's encouraging. Little little Got midday it. soccer watching. All right. Uh, during the work days. So that's about it. That is it. Football's back. NFL, Packers, Bears. Packers, Bears. Uh, yeah, side note, uh, Big Three Championship was on Sunday. Oh, miss it. Mm. Yeah, miss it. Woof. Uh, how did you miss this? The triplets, triplets win, beating the killer threes. Joe Johnson, MVP of the league. Iso Joe. Iso Joe. That's right. Iso Joe, who apparently had a great workout with the Bucks, by the way, Casey. I don't like hearing that. I do not like hearing that at all. <laughs> I cannot think of the worst player to put into the system, <laughs> the Bucks system, honestly. Uh, coming through against, <laughs> so coming through against the killer bees. Uh, in L.A., LeBron was there, front row, in his pink sweatshirt, oh. if you didn't see that. Uh, Lisa Leslie, Coach of the Year, congrats on that, and champion. In the Big Three? In the Big Three, Coach, coach of the Year of the Big Three, All and right. champion. So, congratulations, Big Three, congratulations, Iso Joe. Iso and, Joe, uh, getting it done. Yeah, and Ice Cube in the Big Three. All right, that's all I got, Casey, that's all I got. Um, if we're talking basketball, there's the, the FIBA yep. tournament thing, that's happening. It's happening. USA won. Good. A game. <laughs> Greece won. Yeah. All, all Bucks players. Uh, Turkey won. So all Bucks players in uh, in in the thing won. So um, there you go. All How right. Many Bulls players are in it, Marlo. Any, any Bulls players out there? No. Oh right. uh, yeah, there's one. He's uh, the point. Yeah, he's the point. He was actually the point guard. Whoever the team that the USA beat. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, Serbia. That. There you go. Uh, Serbian point guard. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, score score seventeen. Don't make me look it up. Don't make it the stats department on it. I don't want to right now. All right. 
All right. Well, the point uh, is there's 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 four bucks, I think. Five uh four bucks. Yeah, a lot of bucks. A lot of bucks. Not as many more Celtics. A lot no. of Celtics. A lot of Celtics. Well less, because there's only three Celtics. No, it's four. Uh, on team USA? On team USA. Oh yeah, because Marcus Smart's on the team, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. God, we're at a point where Marcus Smart's on team USA. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. As many bucks and Celtics. All right, that's it for me. That's it, Casey. <laughs> As always, find us on Twitter, at 132Breeze. Like, subscribe, anywhere you find podcasts. You can find myself, at MarloJR, Casey, at Prof Badger Fan. Yeah. That's it for me. Casey, you got any last words? As always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.